Number one, number one podcast, number one podcast with Marcus J. Number one podcast with Marcus J. All right, y'all. That's the intro to the uh, podcast today. I'm going to give it away. So y'all are not going to be able to guess to win. Uh, but if you hit me at Marcus J at MarcusJ.net with a little email saying you listened, I'll throw you some free songs anyway, but we are not doing that competition today because I'm just going to give it away. It's I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. I can only imagine what it would be like when I walk by your side. So the only reason I'm doing that as the intro today is because after the D-backs game, um, Mercy Me had a concert. How crazy. Uh, we were about to leave the show because I had all the kids with me and we're like, let's get out before anyone else. And I ran into some folks that live at one of my properties and they came up to me and were like, oh, you guys aren't staying for the concert? I'm like, nah, because I thought it was some, oh, this is a horrible for me to say because I'm an independent local artist. But I was like, ah, it's probably some cover band, some local group. I don't want to stick around for that. I just watched a whole baseball game. Got to get these kids home. But then they came up to me and they're like, no, it's Mercy Me. And we're like, oh, we just watched that I Can Only Imagine movie. We're like, this is going to be dope. And it was, man. He he actually is awesome live. Um, but uh, so basically, I'm going to just get on into this, man. Um, this is actually coming out a week after we went to the game. It was Diamondbacks versus Seattle Mariners. And we did get spanked. We lost by three and they brought it. Uh, I felt like the, the D-backs were, were sleeping a little bit through some of those innings, but, man, it was still an amazing, awesome experience. The kids really had a good time. And if you know me, you know I am a cheapskate. And so, to me, it was like double win because I didn't have to pay for four of the tickets. They were free. And you say, how'd you do that, Marcus J? Because I like to give tips on how I get all my free stuff. So, I basically needed an oil change. Went down to the Big O. They had this thing going. If you do an air check, you get free Diamondbacks tickets. So I got four free D-backs tickets. Bowling. So I only had to pay for two tickets. So that's one good thing. Then I got some free drinks for Circle K after we left. So you know, that's that cheapskate Mac Frugal right there. Frugal Mac, Marcus J. Getting his, uh, getting his freebies in. Um, but man, so I said, you know what, let's, let's surprise the kids. Erlinda was down. We said, we'll pick them up from school all week. They're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What's the surprise? And we put DG up on the calendar and they kept guessing. And so they're like, mom, what is it? What's DG stand for? So she says, uh, it stands for dog gate because the dogs keep going up and down the stairs and getting into and that is a little personal. Don't tell I shared this. But the dog keeps eating her underpants. I don't know what the scent of a female that attracts the puppies, but they are eating her underwear and my daughter's underpants. So we try to block it off with this chair, but Princess, uh, our oldest little Dotson mix, she's able to jump over the little chair that we've been blocking. And she gets up there when we're not home and that little brat eats the... Oh, she eats through the underwear. And then another thing that's really nasty is she's actually 
tore through the girly fabrics from that time of the month, which is super, super disgusting. But that's a little issue that we've been dealing with. And so we, we do really need a dog gate, but that's not what we were planning. So the kids, man, they were super stoked, but they could not figure out what DG stood for. And then he's like, man, my son Danny's like, I should have known that it was my favorite team, Diamondbacks. Favorite team, they've only been to one game, but <laughs> it's their favorite team, man. Uh, but man, they were so excited. So we get to the stadium um, anyone out there in the Arizona area, just so you know, I know that parking can be a beast, 30 bucks, 15 bucks, but the Phoenix Convention Center was only $12. Now, you do have to go on the one-way road to get there, but to me, it was worth it to get 12 bucks. It's only two blocks away from the stadium, and 12 bucks can't beat it. And so we got there, and... We were a little higher up than I was hoping. It was a little more in the nosebleeds this time. Um, but still an awesome view. We were still infield right behind the plate. So you saw the whole game. You saw everything going on. So that part of it was super, super cool. Um, but uh, unfortunately, my son was a little on the whiny side because he's a little afraid of heights. But it was still amazing seats to me. I still had a blast. But as we're walking up the stairs, this this guy is sitting in our section. And I could tell... I'm counting the sections as we're walking, and he's got the scowl on his face. Looks kind of pissed off, and he's got this pad of paper he's writing in. He's fiddling with his phone, and we're about two rows away, and as we approach our row, he goes, Oh, God, jeez. Throws like this huge like tantrum like a 10-year-old would have thrown, and I'm like, what the hell's this guy's deal? In fact, we didn't even approach, dude. He, I guess he just knew we were coming to that row or he saw a family coming up in the area that he was sitting in and he got super butt hurt and ticked off. And so he goes and walks down the thing, man, I tell you, listen, as a believer, as a spiritual man, I try to be peaceful. I try to keep keep a good mindset benefit of the doubt we don't know what he's going through yada yada but the internal me wants to punch that guy in his face like do you know those people they're just so entitled and they're in the wrong you know the douchebag that cuts you off in traffic then flips you off because you bothered to honk at him because unfortunately you're not going 20 over the speed limit and that's what he wants to do in the slow lane you know the type of douchebag you know what I'm talking about, that entitled prick that when they say, the next person in line, you could come over here to check out number two. And instead of the next person in line, this guy's at the very end of the line. And he's like, oh, sh I better get up in there. And he just cuts everybody off. You know that entitled douche. I know you've encountered him because this ain't this ain't new to anybody. It don't matter where you've been. I was I was at a I was in New York City. I was in Harlem. It was a little outlet store. Went and got some t-shirts and stuff. This is one of my, I think this was my first trip to New York. And this little kid was standing there and I'm like, you want to go ahead? And he just, he shook his head no. He looked at me. He's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. No, uh, that's okay. And so I went ahead and I walked up to the counter. Well, man, I'm checking out. And this lady, this lady, you're like, Marcus, what happened to the D-backs game? We'll get back to the D-backs game. I'm just trying to... Go full circle on douchebaggery, self-entitled A-hats. You know what I'm talking about, the A-hats. And so 
This lady's like, I guess some adults don't give a sh about little kids. I guess they just cut in front of little kids. They don't care. Well, I, my opinion was, now I didn't say nothing. I'm timid. I'm chill. But my brain was going, I guess some douchebag overweight skanky ladies just let their kids go up by themselves without parental supervision because they wanted to go look for another skirt. You know what I mean? It's always that self-entitled douche that doesn't parent right, that don't act right, but yet they want to hassle you, the person who's just in chill mode, kind, you just letting, you let people walk in front of you, you don't care, you're just chill mode, but this douche, he's going to settle your hash even though it's him with the attitude problem. I know, I know I'm not the only one who has dealt with this situation. So this douche, he goes down and he climbs back, back to the D-backs game, pew, um, <laughs> back to the D-backs game. So this guy goes down, the steps, oh, slaps his thing on his on his lap. He's pissed, man. I cannot believe it. People have the audacity to want to sit in the, the seats that they paid for. How dare you? And so that was it for the moment. So I was like, all right, whatever. Guy's a douche. Whatever. We're chilling. We got our snacks. We got our drinks. We're waiting to the one hustler down there. Brings us the lemonade. He's hollering out, you know you want some of that lemonade. You want that blueberry. Come on. You want that raspberry. Come on, get your $7 overpriced lemonade. It's delicious. $7 makes it even more delicious. And so I look at her, Linda. I'm like, you want me to get one? She's like, no, we got waters. I'm like, nah, this is a special event, family night. Yeah, your husband's splurging, baby. I'm spending, I'm spending dollars here. I'm spending Washingtons. We bowling out tonight. I'm gonna spend like fifty whole dollars. I'm gangster. <laughs> and so, I wave at the dude. He starts walking up the stairs, and he give me a look like, nah, bro. He's a heavy set dude, but he's getting his hustle on. He's up and down these stairs all night. So, what do I do? I'm a kind dude. So, when he 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 gives me the wave like this, come on down. Come on down. I ain't walking that far up. We're when I say nosebleeds, we're four rows from the top, okay? And it's crazy. So I'm like, well, I'm I understand. I wouldn't want to come that far either. So I uh I went ahead and I walked down the steps, met him down there, and I told the wife, I'm like, if we're gonna get a lemonade, we might as well get two lemonades because if I'm walking all the way down there, um and, and that guy walked at least halfway up to us least I could do is at least give him two sales of lemonade. So that's what we did. And sitting down, enjoying the game. Everything's cool. We see some people coming in. Because, you know, some people, they don't watch the first innings. Maybe they had to work, whatever. They get to the game late. So these people, they, they walk up, and they're going to go into their row. Well, I bet you can guess what douche nozzle was sitting in the gold darn seats again. So you know... He ain't going to just sit there and let it go. Go, oh, yeah, no problem. This isn't really my seat anyway. I'll just move on. No. <sighs> First of all, it's a family event, douche. Okay? Watch the language, all right? This ain't, this ain't the ICP concert. Calm down. This ain't Snoop Dogg. This is not the hip-hop event. This is families going to the ball game. You want to cuss, go down, you know, lower level and cuss at the players and get into the game. But this guy's just pissed about him sitting in people's spots. So this is like, he does this three or four, maybe five times. And I'm going, what is this dude's malfunction? Well, whatever. Move forward. We're enjoying the game. No problem. Another lady comes to sit down. He does it again. 
And this time he's cussing up a storm and he's like, fucking bitch. And I'm like, yo, uh, I just wanted to throw him down the stairs. See, son, it's not. No one can get hurt as I throw the guy downstairs and he rolls right off. <laughs> you know how you feel. You, of course, you ain't going to do that, Marcus. That's violent. Huh? You want a picture of killing someone? That's awful. I'm just saying. It's just a feeling. I don't really want to hurt somebody. I ain't trying to kill nobody. I'm just telling you. Like, this guy, he, need, he needs to be found in a back alley and get his butt kicked. He's that guy. You know the guy. You agree. If you knew the dude... You would agree with me, he deserves a butt kicking. So, um, what's crazy is I go downstairs because I'm gonna go get nachos and all the goodies for the kids and the wife. They want the they want that caramel covered apple, delicious. And so I get down there and I tell the gentleman down there, I guess he's what is it called? Whatever help, whatever special events help. You know what I'm talking about. The guy who's like, let me see your ticket. Oh, you're in row, blah, blah, blah. Go up this many steps. It's going to be about two quarters the way, three quarters. And that guy. I tell him. I show him a picture and I'm posting it on Instagram so if you out there douchey douchebag and people know you, I hope they share it with you because you're a punk and you're a scumbag. Um, But I showed the guy's picture and I say he's right up there. He's currently sitting in row 28. We're in 29. I said he's throwing a fit. He's cussing, flipping out around the kids. And I'm just hoping you can do something about it, letting you know. Hopefully something can be done. And, oh, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you letting me know. Yada, yada, yada. So I go in, get the food, whatever. Back up the stairs, I ask her, Linda. Now, it took like 25 minutes just to get some food. And they were out of corn dogs, which kind of sucked. But that's all right. Not going to let it ruin my day. Still was a blast. Um... And so we get up the stairs, and uh, I ask her, Linda, I go, so did did anyone come up and say anything to this guy? Nobody did anything. So he continued to sit there and pout like a little baby, but luckily no one came and took his seat because he's entitled, you know. He gets to sit where he wants. How dare you sit in the seat that you paid for? Um, in my case, in one of the seats you got for free or possibly paid for, depending on which one. <laughs> so... Um, you know, it ends up being nothing, whatever. But the point of the matter was, how are you going to act entitled when you are taking people's reserved spots? And what is with this entitlement, I'm always right, douchebaggery nonsense? I need to take a sip of my uh, Jack and Coke real quick. I'm getting a little parched. Um, and so I'm just sitting there going, really? Rally? Um, and now it's like... It, this is crazy that I'm recording this late, but it's like almost one in the morning. I had to watch an episode of Taken. This is what happens when you work nights. Everybody gets home from the ball game slash concert slash fireworks show, and they all pass out. And I say, you know what? I'm going to watch a Taken and record a podcast. Then I'll come to bed. The wife goes, okay. Um, But, oops, sorry for that noise, people. I hit something on the desk. I'm still getting used to this little square studio that I have here. It's hard not to hit things. Um, It's just... It really, it put a damper on the mood. Um, I just, it, it still didn't ruin the night. It was a good night, you know. Um, but but I just, I went, stop umming. That's not good for a podcast. It shows inconsistencies and lack of flow. If you go, um, 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 I apologize, people. I just take a breath. So, okay, continue. <laughs> I don't know why I do that um thing, but now that I'm catching it, it's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to listen back and be like, why'd you say um 30 times? 
this podcast sucks. <laughs> um, I just did it again. I did it again just after I said something. So it was a good, good time at the ballpark. They kicked back the roof. The fireworks show, they were thinking that it might not go through because of the weather. It was about to rain. There was a storm in the area. But fortunately for us, we were in the section where you could see the entire fireworks show because we were in the infield right behind home plate. So we got a really nice view. The kids got like a second 4th of July afterwards. And so we're headed down to go and be done. And I ran into some people and they're like, "Um, Mercy Me was playing. So that was super exciting for the kids because we just watched that I Can Only Imagine movie, which uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. If, you, if you're a believer, you're not a believer, the guy's story is, is pretty amazing, and I think you'd enjoy it no matter what. Um, man, see, when the live falls over, you know, what what happened here? Oh, see that? That's the podcast, folks. So if you're watching and you saw me tip this over, uh, I, I apologize to the listening audience. This is um, the part of the podcast where my Instagram on my phone falls over and now I'm showing me recording myself. Okay, back to the show. <laughs> um, it was a really, really cool event. And that movie was super dope. So it's like the kids... We're so excited, like, yeah, we get to see Mercy Me, and we just saw that movie, so they were, they had a bigger frame of reference that they might not have had had they not watched the movie, and so it was just a cool, cool event, and I just hate when people want to ruin a really nice time for other people, you know, and then after that, man, just time to go home about midnight, just a a really awesome, awesome experience. So if you could, I'm going to start leaving a number. Right now I don't have it, but you can email me a voice clip or just a story. When has some kind of scum suck a douche nozzle just really rubbed you the wrong way? You know, they, they're so entitled. They're the ones acting a fool, but then they act irritated at the world because they're acting a fool. Now, I know we need to pray for these kind of people. They have mental issues. Um, maybe they weren't taught right. There's a lot of factors that creates a human being that acts that way. And so I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But when it's a constant douchebaggery, uh, I, have, I have less tolerance. And it's something I need to work on. This is... Something I know about myself is I can be really intolerant with douchebags. But then again, I am a guard, so I have to be super patient and nice with people and deal with uh, nonsense situations for a living. So it's like when you're off the clock and you deal with that on a daily basis, you just don't want to deal with it on your time off, especially when the family's out. It's like I don't want to deal with these scum suckers, you know, when I have the family out and about and... I'm not paid to be nice to you suckers. So if I pay for my ticket, get the heck out of my seat. Um, I did the um again. I got to cut that out. I have to. Um, um, uh, nah. So the song of the day is I Can Only Imagine. Check out Mercy Me's got a new album. He said that they haven't been promoting it as much because of the release of the movie, the DVD. So if you would, I don't know the title of it, but I'm sure if you look up Mercy Me's newest album, it'll come up. Spotify that bad boy. I know I'm going to. I only mostly know them for I Can Only Imagine, and they have a recent single out. 
I think it's called Glory something, but it's pretty pretty dope, especially for that kind of kind of stuff. I'm not a huge uh, Christian music fan, even though I created a lot of Christian music, just for uh, for the fact that some of it's super cheese. Marcus J, you're supposed to support your brothers in Christ. Listen, I'm just being honest. This is a podcast about honesty. This is a place where you share your voice, and I am not trying to be rude or talk down about anyone, but you know what? Let's let's clear the air, okay? I'm not naming names, but let's be real. Half of these Christian artists are coming out atheist, coming out super secular, uh, turning their back on what they say they believe in, trashing the church, bashing believers, blaming them for all their tough times because maybe a pastor or a certain specific church didn't treat them well. Is there dirtbags in the church? Yes, there is. But these artists out here that you're worshiping or Marcus, you can't talk ill will. Listen, I'm telling you that some of these dudes out here have no respect or reverence for what they're saying. They utilize it as a tool to build up their music career. Now, I'm going to be 100 with you. I'm a believer. I'm a believer who sometimes has some struggles with my faith, but I am a believer. There's That's 100. No matter what happens, I am a believer. But what I would say is I love non-believers. And when I say I love them, I mean I love them. You can ask my boy Jesse Fry, who is an atheist, who doesn't agree with half of my viewpoints, but there's nothing but brotherly love between us. And you can love folks and not agree. And we need more people who are that way. And I do believe there's a lot of believers that are that way. And unfortunately, the bad eggs, the the bad seeds that have been planted is what resonates with us, our experiences. And so then we start to stereotype, which is a huge problem in all facets of life where we're stereotyping and taking certain individual experiences and categorizing people and we really got to just start taking people on an individual basis so please know I'm a man who just has a lot of love uh, a lot of grace a lot of mercy but I'm also imperfect I also got a temper problem sometimes I lose my cool Uh, I lack in patience I need to work on my patience I sometimes don't do the best getting back to folks but at the end of the day I do have my faith in Christ, and that don't make me less or more of somebody you can chill with. But Marcus J, I drink. I'm having a Jack and Coke right now, all right? Don't judge, brother. I do it in moderation because I have Crohn's, so I can't really drink a lot anyway. So I just do a little, little bit of this, a little bit of this here and there just to relax during the podcast hours of 2.28 in the morning. So this is the podcast, man. We went to the D-backs. It was dope. Inconsiderate people. I can't stand them. I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. I know it's a short form podcast and it's been it's going to be between 20 and 30 minutes for now because my life is just moving and moving and moving. But as it progresses, I'll be getting guests in. I'm going to get the homie Megaran. He said, Marcus J, you got to get some episodes under your belt. And once you get them under your belt and I can hear a few, then holler at me. And it's like I had to get him to feature on a track before I could get him to feature on a podcast. But that's cool. That's cool, man. We're going to hear his story. Uh, if you haven't looked into it, man, my dude Mega Rand just had an article in the New Times, Phoenix New Times. Real cool story. 
get to read a little bit of his background. I might have went to uh, the New Times little kiosk and took three or four for myself. Um, hopefully, I'm going to get him to sign a couple for myself to put up in the put up in the studio area. Other than that, man, everything's everything's running smoothly. I hope you guys are having an amazing week as always. Oh, and I'm launching that Papa Gunston soon. Um, I should have it moving within the week or two. So if you know anybody who needs a father figure, somebody who just needs encouragement, somebody to talk to, that private line will be also available soon. And I will share it on the pod, on the cast of pods. Other than that, man, I love y'all. This is the number one podcast. I'm going to leave you with this. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak it all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Not bad for 2.30 a.m. after a ball game and a concert, all right? Love y'all. Marcus J., number one pod. Ow, ow.